0: G'day boys, alright Dan, got any updates for the car after the last race? Yeah, just the one, go on Marcel, show him Yeah, this funny, you guys are funny Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. He's called Zog. Hello. He's called Richard. Hello. And we like to think we know about cars, don't we? Three of us, we know about cars. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing the show. Mm. But it's something that you have to sort of keep up with. We know plenty about Jaguar, Ford, Porsche, Aston Martin brands, which have been around for. Decades, centuries in some cases, just about. But there's some movement off the ball. There are new car companies emerging. You might call them start-ups in some ways. Or certainly new brands, mostly owned by larger concerns. We'll start with Link & Co. We talked about Link Co a few years ago on the programme. But now they're making cars And they're not bad looking. Look at this. I've got a picture here. You have to search for this online. I'm not sure which one this is. This is the Link 02. The Link 2, I think possibly it's called. Is
1: that the saloon?
0: It's not. It's a sort of an SUV, really, looking oh, a bit yeah, right. like I a. Thought that
1: was the one, but I could be wrong.
0: You know more than me. See, I don't know about this <laughs> thing, but that's a complete steal from a Porsche nose, isn't it? So like there. It
2: is. Yeah, from that picture, it looks like a slightly sloppily executed take on a KN. K-N. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's,
1: I'd say that's probably not a very flattering angle. That from other True. angles, it does actually look a bit more its own thing. Hmm. I'd struggle to call it attractive, but I can see what they're trying to do. It's distinctive, isn't it? distinctive and have their own thing going on. Because Lincoln Co is confected out of thin air. It's geely. And they are Geely. Geely. Yep. They are the owners of Volvo. Volvo, and <laughs> they are also the owners of the London Taxi Company. And they yep. have a lot of interests in Lotus now as well. They share mm, a lot of mm.
0: tech, Link and Co, with the Volvo. Is it the XC Forty? It's a similar uh, platform. That's
1: on the same platform. Yeah, yeah. The, the sort of crossways engine, small platform.
0: Listen that's to the, this. This is the guff from their website about who Link and Co are. Right. We are the new car brand for a world that doesn't need one.
1: What? They actually said that. uh, We are
0: the new car brand for a world that doesn't need one. Whether they mean car or brand, I don't know. Or a (laughs) we. They are targeting the young professional demographic, Link & Co. The name Link is meant to evoke connectivity and communication. The Chinese name of the brand is Link, a transliteration of Link... This is a given meaning where you have to look at the symbol. There's a symbol and it means to lead with open mind in style, design and cutting edge technologies. That symbol actually means that. Uh, what do they call it? Character. Character is a word I'm looking for. While the second character in the name means to amend with innovations in trilateral space between human, vehicle and environment for better traffic
1: there will be a recently developed character, maybe. But okay, no. or, or is, that, uh, is that what they do with Mandarin and Cantonese and things like that? So they, they have a? Because you yeah, know, in the, the way that in France they have the academy that, Fortes, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Sort sort of, police the language yeah, and yeah, decide no, what is just French. We're not going French to call it the internet. No. We're going to think of a French way of saying that. I don't know whether in China yeah. they did the same thing. That they just invent new.
0: I mean, they probably are go. going to have to, are they? Well, because you go, okay, it's, there are yeah. an awful lot the of those characters. And they go, well, we
1: can't. Yes, it's called the internet in your alphabet. That's not mm-hmm. our alphabet. We're going to have to figure out what will symbolise the internet mm. in our language. Which mm. is somebody's got to come up with that.
0: Lincoln Co is planning to use a direct to consumer sales model in most markets, including the United States. Very weird in the States, because they like a dealership in the States, don't they? The whole direct Uh, sale is unusual in the States. Well, I mean, they don't like a dealership, but it's all a bit of a
1: cosy, isn't it? This is what Tesla have been trying to bust wide open. That's why Tesla aren't allowed to be sold in certain states through their model of shops and direct trading, because car dealers have objected to it, and they've clearly got a few quid to lobby against any change to their shabby, lousy business model that Mm. doesn't treat customers always very well.
0: And get this—they're not going to build their cars in trim levels. So, well, they're already building them. There's no trim level. Each car is ordered by the buyer and customized using equipment packages through variations. So it's quite limited. but Little packages like. You get but the you can, sort of, can customize.
2: You can have your car custom built yeah. from a range of options. Yeah.
0: And it will then be built to order. Yeah. But there's one model basically one yes. trim level and you can add packages to that. Yeah, that makes sense. Lincoln Co. reported sales of one hundred and twenty thousand vehicles in China in two thousand and eighteen. The first full year the brand was on the market. The Mark has opened two hundred and twenty one retail outlets in China. Hmm. Retail, not dealerships, retail outlets. Interesting. And if you look at the website, it looks like a fashion website. It really does. The name Lincoln Club, the talk about communication, that name and the idea of
2: referencing and making part of your culture, that connectivity and communication, that is an important part of the way that so much of our culture is going and changing. If you're going to cook up a brand out of nowhere, that's not a bad thing yeah, to hang you it on. Find I think, an angle, you know. that's
1: it. But you wouldn't it's, bet against them as well, because first of all, yeah, their parent company is massive. Yeah, yeah. Volvo Technology, so it's They've been developed by a company with a great deal of experience and Peter Horbury ex head of Volvo design now head of all yep. design for Geely is overseeing it also? there's a lot of credibility there heritage fair play well it's not really heritage is it? they're sort of they're trying to confect it from nothing but if you scratch the surface if you are interested you realize they know what they're doing Some solid foundation knowledge what and they experience do. back yeah. there but then sort of plastered with this new idea i mean the and bit is rather twee but, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. but everything else about it seems very modern and fair enough
0: are they the mumford and
1: sons of car I never understood that. What well, <laughs> was in the appeal of? So that's Lincoln: No, show. I don't mind them. I know it's quite fashionable to say they're crap because nobody likes posh pop stars, do they? That's the thing. That's fundamentally what the problem is. In Britain, we don't like posh pop stars. I don't know. I, I can't say I've ever had that problem, but I've just never really seen the appeal of Mumford & Sons. I quite liked... Their first album and the second one, there was so much bloody banjo work on it. It all sounded like chase music from a nineteen twenties <laughs> film. Yeah, which is fine. You know, five minutes of it at a
2: time, you're okay with. But yeah, the yeah whole it's album. a bit exhausting. Bit.
0: Okay, here's another one. Byd, Byd, build bid. your dream.
1: And another bid. bid. No, I think they don't they, BID, I think.
0: Really? The capital's BYD, I would have always said, the initials. But it stands for Build Your Dream. They have a car, you see it around London, there's loads of them, electric yeah, car the electric called, the,
1: taxi, yeah. the
0: called the E6. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't buy them, you can only lease them and the only contact number I was looking into this for BYD is a Dutch phone number, 0031 that's the Netherlands, isn't it? The International Dialing Code of the Netherlands, I think. Um, or is it France?
2: The 3-3 is is front Okay it's definitely the Netherlands then Yeah, Yeah.
0: That's just slightly odd The reason I'm talking about them because they're here now In North London we've got Electric buses now on some of the lines That run Mm. sort of the Holloway Road and that bus is all the electrical stuff on board is from BYD, mm-hmm. and it's built in the UK in a partnership with Dennis, I think, the people who used to make the fire engines. Mm, so they still a, do, it. And Yeah, parts. I think you're right, yeah. So it's a classic sort of mm. Chinese 50 50 joint venture. They like that, don't they? Don't well,
1: is it? Or are they just buying in the same way that buses have traditionally been made? Always the a chassis body supplier a, yeah. and then as a body Maybe you know, you're coach right. Builder, so I don't know whether. It's necessarily a 50-50 partnership. They're just buying chassis and engines or drivetrains.
0: But them. they charge in two hours. These buses charge poof, in two hours. Um, really? Yeah, and then they get
1: a whole day at use wow. out of them. What That's a, a great what, question. What, what speed of charge are they using? I'd They're love good. to well,
2: know. I would guess it's possibly two things. I mean, okay, yeah, it's probably a higher voltage, higher capacity, higher powered mm. charger. Mm. And if you're charging up fleets of buses you can afford to spend a bit more for your infrastructure, your charging stuff. But also, maybe they just actually, you know, compared to a car, kilo for kilo, if you like, they don't need to charge up quite as much. They don't, because they don't need quite as much range. I mean, how, oh, how, how right? many miles you does a bus... You use a lot of power
1: just to get a bus moving, aren't you? Stuff. Yeah, but you've got, rege- you've got
0: regenerative braking, so... Yeah, it's not putting that
1: much back in, I suppose. Relatively easy. Cause sort of how,
2: how, how, do, how many miles does a bus do in a day?
0: <laughs> well, if it's, Ooh, if it's working question. for eight hours Thank a day, man. and let's assume it's doing, what, 20 mile per hour, which is the speed limit in London. Well,
2: while it's running, you're spending a lot of time... Accelerating and decelerating. Okay, so let's say during the course of a day, Hmm. allowing for stops, the bus is doing an average speed of... 5 Ten. miles, 10 miles an hour? Okay, let's, mm-hmm. let's say 10 miles an hour. so you're doing yeah. 10 miles an hour for 8 hours? 80 miles. It's just not very having much, to
1: move it? so much more weight around, though, particularly if it's full of people. Oh, sure. So you, it's it's going to be, be sapping your battery a bit. I'm it, sure it, I also it, saw the Mercedes announced the new electric bus. I'm sure it said it had a 200 kilowatt hour battery on it. Much bigger than a car. Bigger than a car. I, I mean, you've but, you but, got the but, room for but, it. But the way I'm thinking about it
2: that is, let's just think about this really simply. You know, If you and I were going to take a very simple approach to turning electric car tech into electric bus tech and then Mm. think about how that's going to affect its charging if you basically take three electric cars and put those bits inside one bigger body to make your electric bus you've got Mm. a thing that weighs three times as much and is three times as powerful as your car Mm. which is probably ballpark we're getting into a bus territory at this point Mm. maybe a small bus if it's got the same batteries, you got to use three different charging points to charge up the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the same battery at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to suggest. just as saying that with more than one charging port and yeah. the batteries, all of these electric cars, they're all using storage that involves many, many, many smaller cells. None of them are using one big mm-hmm. car battery like mm-hmm. you know, package. most of us have in our cars. Yeah. They've got stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of cells.
1: I've got a good idea. This a bus company save a few quid on their electricity bill. All these new electric buses, when you sit in your seat, there's a cable charging cable for your phone. Everyone's going to like that. Oh, uh, that's thoughtful. Ooh, they, I can uh, juice up my uh, phone a little bit while I'm riding on the bus, but it's not a charging cable. I'm oh, sucking electricity out, out of, of your phone. phone. I, like it. I love it. I love that. It. <laughs> and it'll take a while for it, people to cotton on to this. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, very
2: good. How all right. How many iPhones would you need to be draining to keep your bus running? Well, there were three thousand
0: oh. iPhone batteries in a Tesla Roadster, wasn't that what no, they said? They were the equivalent? batteries, I think. Yeah. Sure. La- I think, they right. were, I think, are sure, I think it batteries. was. Yeah. Yeah?
2: Yeah, because yeah. okay. the laptop batteries are more right. generic. So, okay. Yeah.
0: Alright, yeah. moving on to Borg Ward. Now Borgward's an old name, German company, tremendous heritage, largely forgotten. What I didn't realise about the new Borgward is, is, is that it's
2: some kind of intergalactic hive mind civilization
0: that lives in big Borgward. It's a place where cybernetic where, 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 organisms where sick go. To, yes,
2: go to right the okay, Borgward. Yes, the Borgward.
0: Borgward. This version is actually registered in Germany. I thought it was just a Chinese company. Sort of licensing the name, but it's not. It's actually. What are they doing? Well, uh... he's called Christian Borgward. He's the grandson of Carl Borgward, who ran the the original original company. He did, yes. But the cars are built in China by a subsidiary of BAIC, the Beijing Automotive Mm. International Corporation. They've got a range of cars, all sort of SUVs, fairly pudding, familiar-looking, you know. But the interesting thing about Borgward is, you know... They've got a
1: range? I thought they just had... Is it BX7 is the one? Is the one they're actually selling?
0: I think they've got three
1: cars... At the moment they're but we on don't... sale though I think so, yeah Because I think they put their first one on sale And by all accounts it wasn't selling particularly well in China mm. And the whole thing looked a bit shaky
0: They are doing lots of knockdown kits Into every emerging country Indonesia, Thailand I think Turkey, South America mm. Bulgur They're all over the world moving cars around mm. But they're not here yet But I would imagine they will at some point We've got a bit of a resistance to Chinese cars here, but I don't think people will perceive Borgward as a Chinese car because of the name and the heritage and the association with
1: the original Borgward. Well, I don't think anyone knows what the original Borgward. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's, knows, pretty, pretty, very, we do, that's pretty. We do, but we only just yeah. do. You know what it's, I mean? The, the sort of, I mean exactly. that's the thing they're trying to pull the same trick as MG. Yeah. As I say, I see it with MG, which is sort of take an existing thing and even though the cars now they're selling have nothing to do with what went before. Mm. It's sort of, oh, it's a familiar name. Hmm. But Borgward isn't a familiar name. Yeah, and also
2: with MG, so much more recent in the memory as well as
1: being a much bigger deal. Once every few months I get sent a picture of an MG, a modern MG on the road by a friend, a different friend each time, going... What's all this about then? Mm-hmm. I thought they went bust in uh-huh. 2005. Yeah. So MG's marketing isn't working that well, I Appar- would say.
0: Apparently not. Over here, in, Ch- in China, they sold quarter of a million cars last year. In Britain, 9,049. MG? They- yeah, yeah. I got- think that was a
1: record as well, wasn't yeah, it? That's the best they've done. They've got
0: four cars in the range, the MG3, the MGZS, which is an SUV, and the MGGS, sorry, three cars in the range,
1: yeah, the MGGS. Yeah, 6 now, so.
0: Yeah, that's right. Which one... The British Touring Car Championship in 2012. Did you know that? Well, MG as manufacturers... Using Triple Eight, and I was unaware of this. I mean, I don't follow the Touring Car Championship, I'm embarrassed to say. But the fact that MG won it in 2012, fair play, Hmm. you know. I know it was Triple Eight, who ran the car and all that, but fair play, they did that. Yeah, again, they're SAIC, Shanghai Automotive Industry Corporation. They didn't win the driver's part of the Touring Car Championship. That was Colin Turkington in a Honda Civic, but I thought it was a mention. All right, Cherry Automobile, or in this case, Chorus, it said. I couldn't remember. I remember sending you guys a a message earlier this week. What was the name of that BMW rivaling new brand who were Chinese-funded and reckoned they were going to rival BMW? I couldn't remember, and eventually it came to me. It was Chorus. It's spelled
1: Q-O-R-O-S. Yeah, they've changed, haven't they?
0: Well, the company had planned to sell models in Europe, piloted sales in Slovakia. But in April 2017, it formally announced it had no plans to sell cars in Europe for the foreseeable future.
1: They, were they saying they were going to be a BMW rival?
0: That's how they build it. In fact, their range is the Coros 3 and the Coros 5, both available hmm. in hatch and sedan or saloon versions.
1: And they did have, God, I can't remember his name now, Gert Hildebrand or something, who used to design minis, mm-hmm. the, the new BMW minis. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm was their chief designer. The cars look quite nice in a sort of generic-y kind of way. Look at the
0: Chorus 3. It has a slight back end of an I-Pace about it. That sort of short Kurtz rear, you know. It's not a bad-looking car. And they started off manufacturing with an old Seat cast-off platform in 97. So they've come... Well, that was Cherry, and Cherry are 50% owners yeah, in the Chorus the, brand with, the, with Israel. Half? Yeah, it's an Israeli yeah. company, isn't it? That yeah, Israel Corporation, Corporation, or a subsunct of them called Kenan Holdings, it says here. Kenan Holdings. But the clever thing I like about Cherry is they make trucks and vans as well under the name of Carry. <laughs> yeah, quite like
1: that.
0: Yeah. Cherry also have a partnership with JLR to build yeah, yeah. Jags and Land Rovers in China. Great Wall. Now, they're not coming here.
1: But they have been here. They're
0: here with pickups mm. and selling well. I don't know the numbers, but the Great Wall pickup, which in China is called the Wingle 5. <laughs> the what? The, 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 the what? The Wingle 5. The Wingle yeah. 5. Yeah. The Great Wall Wingle 5. So, like like a winglet, but with
2: the T crossed off the Little
0: end. Little Wingle. It sounds like, oh, we can see your wingle. Put your pants back on. Yeah, really. And their headquarters is in Birmingham. Wingle 5. I'm wondering if you know, the people in Birmingham thought we can't call it the Wingle well, 5. Their,
1: isn't it their headquarters? is IM Group, isn't it? Who imports Subarus as well. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Ah. In West Bromwich. Or West Bromwich, I think. Um, so, yeah, IMR. Bir- B-
0: Birmingham yeah. 46 or something. Oh, they in um, Their pickups are called the Steed and the Tracker and they also sell SUVs as the Haval and the Way! They've got sub-brands.
1: Way! I can't remember. Who was the Chinese company that was making a sort of, I don't know if it was a licensed version of the Vauxhall Frontera or just a knock-off. I think it was licensed. It was that Great Wall and it had like the worst crash test score of anything ever. <laughs> Quite possibly. That I've, rings a bell. Including yeah. a horse.
0: <laughs> 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 there is some issues with Chinese crash protection which I'll come to in a minute. There's also a lot of legal issues with Chinese cars. Fiat claimed that a Great Wall A segment car, the Perry, sold as the Jingling in China, was a copy of the second generation version of the Panda. Mm. In 2008, a Turing court ruling substantiated the claim, stating that the Great Wall Perry doesn't look like a different car but is a Fiat Panda with a different
1: front end. Cop- Turing court really has no bearing whatsoever on a Chinese company. Exactly. just go, well, mm. whereas more relevant, Land Rover have finally. Just in the past few weeks, one. Oh, you've a Chinese court. Yeah. 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 It's gone for so long that, in fact, that Landwind they've sort of facelifted it. It looks less like an evoke now. And obviously, there's a new mm-hmm. evoke, which does still look like an evoke. But,
0: but it was a Chinese court mm. who recognised there had been copyright yeah, that's, infringement.
1: That's the significant part of that. They've mm. had to
0: withdraw it from sale. They've had to stop manufacture and pay money to JLR in compensation. That's a result, isn't it? Quite right, too. I mean, it's a complete rip-off.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, the thing if, is, it almost feels JLR like it's, get what they're, it's gone on they for so long now that this habit of Chinese companies just sort of shamelessly borrowing the styling and who knows what else, of European and North American cars. It feels like that that moment's passed anyway. Yeah. They're not knocking off all of these cars anymore because, actually, they've got their own ideas. They're into a phase where they're doing their own original work a lot more.
2: Yeah, although I'm pretty sure that intellectual property issues are still a problem for all kinds of manufacturers. Oh, I don't
1: doubt, but, you know, let's not kill ourselves. It's sort of like... There's this great belief that the Chinese and other certain countries are knocking off Western designs, but, for example... The way that British Leyland developed the back axle for the Austin Maestro was they went down to a VW garage, bought a back axle for a Polo, and put it underneath an Allegro (laughs) with a few bits of strengthening, went, oh, that works all right, well, we'll just scale it up a bit, and that's how they did it. They just Uh shamelessly nicked a VW idea. Uh So it's not exactly as if Western car makers are completely above Borrowing and in inverted commas technical solutions from rivals if they work effectively. I'm sure. sure that's going on in China. I'm sure it's going on all over the world. Eastern yeah, manufacturers it's been doing uh, that for years, haven't if, they? If Japan somebody East. does have a
2: particular, uh, it does have a patent on a particular technology. Yeah. You should compensate them for its use yeah. if it's a.
1: Well, it's going on now more, isn't it, with mobile phones and things like that? Because there's all yeah. Apple and Samsung so forever trying to sue each other for something or other. But in the more sort of naked and shameless passing off your design as there's less of that own. than there used to be. I think, yeah, I think yeah. That's you know if you look at you can always do the search online. There's loads of cases. Does that panda lookalike. I think it was Cherry. Was it the QQ? Was there? That a was car right. That looked like a Matisse. Yes, yeah, a dead ringer. Sort of yeah. There was even a three-wheel version of it. Yeah, wasn't we did. It? We had yeah. it on the grand tour, sort of something yeah. similar. And I can't remember what else. I thought like loads of those. Uh, oh, pretty much everything. Lots of those. Sort. But these are all from sort of fifteen years ago now. I think it's, it's not really going on so much anymore now. As far as I'm aware, it's there just, is yeah. a new
0: wave of Chinese confidence in car design. Take for instance the Neo, the new brand Neo. They're in Formula E now. They hold the record of the goodwood hill with what's called the ep9, EP9 which is a track yeah. day car heck mm. of a car she's got water cooled motors which i didn't realize mm. for an
1: electric car it's quite tricksy though uh, the interesting thing about the ep9 as well is because it's a track day car and it's a bit like one of those ferrari FXXs that you call them and say i'd like to drive it on the track today well they might need a bit more notice actually but you call them and say i want to do this and then they'll turn up with the tech support. And one of the things involved in that is they can hot-swap the batteries. Mm. Mm. So, um, you know, you can get more track time, I guess.
0: They produce some other cars as well. The ES8, which is a seven-seat SUV sold in China, and the ES6, same but smaller. And the new one is this ET, (laughs) a name for a car. (laughs) um, Which is rather good-looking in a sort of a... Kia Stinger sort of way. Yeah. Yeah, And it's a proper handsome saloon. Yeah. They're selling it or billing it as a Tesla Polestar rival, so it's a pure electric car. As so much of stuff happening in China is right now, and I'm quite intrigued by that. Neo is quite a good brand using Formula E to give it the halo effect, you might say. You know, okay. Closely related to that, I mentioned a moment ago Polestar, a division of Volvo, not a division of Geely.
2: Interesting. uh, Their
0: own, you know, Geely own Volvo, but Volvo own Polestar, which is an interesting construction in terms of corporate construction. Yeah. They're all under ultimate management by but Geely. I think the
1: Polestar was sort of created as a division of Volvo. Yeah. Because if you look at that car, that coupe, it's a Volvo. Yeah. You can even see where the Volvo badges sort of ought to be. Yeah. They've decided yeah. to yeah. not make it a Volvo. And, a and, and
2: like that. it seems to me that my very quick take on Polestar is that they've got quite a good thing going on in being mm. a really modern, fresh electric car brand, but underpinned with the boring solidity of Volvo. Yeah. The reassurance that this thing is going to work properly, Mm. but also all this exciting new technology that you want. And the products look really
0: good. Mm. They look very good. I'm I'm a fan. There's Um, two things going on with Polestar. There's actually two Polestars. There's Polestar Cars, which is a brand in their own right. mm. There's also Polestar Engineered. Volvos, where there are sporting Volvos still mm. yeah. under the Polestar thing. So they're clever. It's kind of like AMG. That's the best analogy. They're AMG yeah. Mercedes, and there is a, a pure AMG soon as well. Mm. Yeah, the Coupe, the Polestar 1 Coupe, is a Fev, and the Polestar 2 is 100% electric. Talking of electric, Faraday Future. Now, they're a curiosity. It's a funny looking car. This is the FF. 91, which is sort of a big, very long wheelbase SUV. They're doing lots of testing at the moment. In Germany, they're testing in polar regions at the moment. There is a lot of. Will it ever happen? Slash
1: yeah. Controversy over this one
0: about the financing of it.
1: Yeah, I don't know where they're up to. Is I haven't bothered looking recently. Well,
0: but. they're taking five thousand dollar deposits for the car. There are two types of reservation. You can make a premium reservation for five thousand or a reservation for one thousand. I don't know what the difference is when you get your car, but I reckon they're just bankrolling the development of the car, just like Tesla do by taking deposits. They're talking about another car coming soon, the FF81 in development. Mm. And their sort of USP is this multi-cell solution they talk about where individual cells and groups of cells can be slotted out and replaced rather than have to replace the entire battery pack in a car. This, modular. Is,
2: as a servicing, mm. this is a servicing option. Now, those so, where, so when some cells are going bad, you can yeah. replace some of them rather than... Yeah. The whole battery. This isn't a quick charging alternate, is it? No, No,
0: it's not battery swap. No, it's just when your cells die, you can pop a new one in. Brilliance Auto. China Brilliance. They used to be called Yang Rong. You can see why that didn't catch on. Yang how's that car? Ah, oh, it's Yang Rong, that did That work out at all. Their BS6 got two stars in German crash tests. Good oh dear. When was that? About 2009, I think. The importers, HSO Motors in Spain, went bankrupt in 2009. A still going? Yeah, China brilliance, yeah. Are you sure they haven't been. Not that I'm aware of.
1: By someone else, because they were sniffing around the peripheries of MG Rover. Hmm. Back in when was that? 2005. It was
0: Nanjing who bought yeah, them, and, and then they were acquired by Saic. Yeah.
1: And I thought, what happened to Brilliance? Brilliance had a saloon that was designed by Giosario. I think it's quite nice looking.
0: They've got loads of. Um, I haven't heard
1: anything from them for years.
0: China Brilliance are a government firm, and they have. Well, lots they of
1: technically f- all are. That's the weird thing. You know, how like Jaguar's got the connection with Sherry. Yeah. And who else is linked? To GM, sort of in bed with SAIC? Yes. And because as a Western with company, a you're not allowed to build a car factory yep. in China, or you weren't, mm-hmm. unless you had a partnership with a local company, which was basically you know, a state-owned concern. So mm. I suppose yep. they could they should, you know, keep tabs on you. And this whole thing with Tesla now building a factory in China is, I think, the first example of a car factory that they haven't required... Only owned, really. ...a link with a... Domestic car maker, a domestic true. corporation of some sort.
0: Hmm. To wrap this up, brilliant Auto—they've got lots of partnership, joint ventures with Toyota, BMW. They build yeah, yeah. cars on mm. the behalf of the government over there. But launching a brand is very difficult. Look, here are some of the brands which came and went. Think—I think they were Norwegian, weren't they? Scandinavian.
1: Yeah, they had those little electric cars, about yeah, fifteen years ago with Ford. Yep. Ford's backing. F- yeah.
0: yeah, Ford absorbed them, then Fair it right. vanished. Perodwa Gone from this country Yugo yeah. Gone from this country Proton this, this is a very out of
1: date list
0: Well these are gone These are the cars which have yeah. gone The points I'm yeah. making These are brands which have tried and failed da- right. Even Daihatsu
1: Gone However Well no hang on Daihatsu still exists They're huge But I mean, not in this country part of Toyota Yeah Because yeah. they only sold small cheap cars Yeah the yen to pound ratio just mm. knackered them and they couldn't make any money, so they bailed out. But they're really, really successful companies. Elsewhere. In, in, yeah, because yeah. they make cake cars you know, those little... Yeah. So they are still selling Daihatsu's in Japan. Mm. Yeah. If you ever get the chance, go to Daihatsu's Japanese website, because they make some really I will great, great names. I will check it out when I get home.
0: But to wrap this up, what I was trying to say was, you know, many brands have come and gone from the UK. It is very difficult to establish yourself, but it can be done... Look how Dacia was brought back from mm-hmm. the dead very mm. successfully. Skoda on life support and is now a well-respected brand thanks to the VAG group. And even Venturi, that was sort of long forgotten. They're on the way back. They're going to be cool again. And elsewhere in the world, Datsun. I think they sell Datsuns in Russia, don't they now? Is that where
1: it's sold? They do, yes. Yeah, certain developing markets as well. I don't know why. Mm. That's an interesting one. Actually. Rather
2: than selling a Nissan. In other words. So. Yeah, well,
1: yeah. it sort of sits alongside... It's a cheap
0: Nissan, isn't it? Yeah. Literally, The cheapo,
1: cheapo car was, yeah. was designed to be sort of 5,000 quid or something. So it's sort of even sub a Sandero, a yeah, Logan. Yeah. On that note, at the recent Shanghai show, do you know Renault have done this little electric car based on the quid, which is their version of the cheapy, cheapy Datsun entry-level car for India? We're not talking about the Twizy. No, no, it's a proper car, but it's pure electric, yeah. and it was designed to be sort of seven or 8,000 pounds. And it was meant to be for developing markets, but they're now saying that in theory they could sell it anywhere. So you could hmm. actually get a sort of sub-Zoe. They are doing do that in China. That's the reason they announced it in Shanghai. Well, um, I was going to run through some of the other Chinese out. car companies yeah, I thought you were going to mention. but the, the, Well,
0: I was just talking about brands that might be coming to the UK. That's what I was, I was talking say. about. That was a theme of it. Are they? So, oh, uh,
1: okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say, there's, there's there are loads companies of companies I've never even heard of yeah, yeah. that are doing cars that, look at that, there's a thing called an Aura. which nice. Yeah, yeah, a little bit like, like Honda, yeah. and Honda, Urban EV as well.
0: Even the Ford 21C concept is an Echo Yeah,
1: Yeah. because you know, China's gone absolutely nuts for EVs, so yeah, they're saying seven thousand pounds for that. Yeah, and then something called an A which again is an electric SUV that will be launched in Europe next year, Uh, often on a lease only basis and expect to cost less than 345 quid a month. And you kind of go, Well, hang on a second, if that's accurate, that's incredible. But A Ways, who the? Yeah, anyway oh, but, but you know if, if it's they're going to come in it, with uh, and it looks right. like that i mean you can't really see so much from there, yeah. but it, looks like Suicide there. Yeah. That? it looks like a modern normal car yeah i, I don't know if that's a bit concept yeah but yeah that's is that actually them or is that that maybe that's the A Ways, which looks like one of those uh, looks that looks more pace. like an
2: suv yeah than the previous one but it's not revolting
1: or stupid or anything no, it's just no, a car not- and look at that that? That's, that's, that's a way. That's way. A way. We just mentioned way. Yeah, the so VV5, yeah. That way. That it's looks gorgeous. Like, at the front, that reminds mm. me of Subaru SVX, yes. sort of yeah. for, the, yeah. for I wonder for if you tell design some sway in there. It's silver. But anyway, yeah. I, I think it's really interesting. It's just that you kind of go, well, now, you know, we sort of said for a while, yeah. China will get its act together. When they were still copying things and when they were doing things that were a bit laughable, I think we've said on this show before, let's not laugh at them too much because they'll get their act together and they'll just come and destroy us. Well... Yeah. It, it We're it, in the it's next happening. phase now, aren't we? It's so, happening. yeah. Um, Run for the hills! Run for Longbridge! We'll never hear them coming because all the cars are electric as well.
0: <laughs> Hi, this is Gareth Jones on Speed. We're all out testing cars at the moment, so we can't take this call. But if you leave a message, we'll get back to you. Speak after the beep. Thanks! Over, alive again. Stop criticizing our cars. I repeat, we have Rover and Sab, and we do not want Infinity. So stop
1: offering it to us, okay? we are a showjumping
0: I guess the theme of this episode of Gareth Jones on Speed is the shape of things to come. And as the sound of my gate closing behind me suggests, we've come outside to not only the shape of things to come, but the shape of things that are actually here. Richard's new
1: eye pace How proud are you, Richard? I'm very pleased with this. Very pleased indeed. It's been a long time coming as well, because I waited six months for this from ordering it. And then it turned up and they would got the spec wrong. No, I didn't know that. Oh, but it's a little thing. Well, it's kind of a little thing. I mean, it's fine. It's all been sorted out. The dealer that I got this from, the lease company, put me in touch directly with the dealer. So it was their mistake. I ordered it with heated seats, and they forgot to put the heated seats on it. Which I think is dumb. They should put heated seats on the standard. That's Jaguars bad call? So
0: what happened? You didn't send it back and say put it back in with the right seats, did well, they? they well, they
1: could retrofit, but they wouldn't be factory spec. You'll see when we get in. It's got touch screens in there, and the heated seats work through the lovely mm. heater controls. And its heater control has a little screen in the middle of it that shows a temperature and you push it and it becomes a heated seat control and it's all very nicely done and they said oh we can't do that obviously that's factory fit stuff so what we could do is we'll put a heating pad in the seat and then we'll sort of put a little switch on it. and I went that sounds terrible that's also it's not, a multiplex yeah. wired car it's like I don't want you hacking into my wiring loom Yeah, it just sounds awful so that's a disappointment that? it's just isn't a bit it? annoying but anyway they gave me money back above and beyond the actual cost that I paid for these things I don't have and gave me some floor mats as well, because it didn't come with floor mats. Which is, Again, you go, God, you think they chuck those in for now. So, yeah, it was fine. You've
0: spec'd it in some sort of electric blue. What do they call this colour, do you know?
1: Yeah, they call it cesium blue. Cesium, right, okay, yeah, yeah, I get it's right. It's a nice zingy colour, isn't it? I mean, obviously it's dark now, but if you could see it in the light. And it wasn't dirty because some builders got crud all over it. Well... I wasn't looking, which is disappointing, because it's new, this car, you know. It's got 400 miles on it or something. It's a nice colour, this.
0: So, have you seen one in the flesh before?
2: I have, yes. I'm still kind of getting to know the looks of the IPX. pace I think it's a good-looking car, but it still doesn't look like a Jaguar to me, in a way.
1: You know, it's, I think um... it's hard to read at first, and then the more that you look at it, fundamentally, it's a very good bit of design. They've obviously put the work in. They've sweated over it. I discovered an angle. I was looking out of my bedroom window yesterday, and it was parked in the street nose away from our house and a few doors down and a high-angle rear three-quarter, I noticed some new bits on it I hadn't spotted before. There's some really interesting area on it as well. If you look at the way that the roof actually drops down quite dramatically below the spoiler, you can see it's got quite a big gap below there. Right. And then you've got these little the cat ears yeah. that yeah. stick up at the back. Oh, they're cat ears. Oh. Well, that's yeah, what yeah, I think yeah, they look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Directly from the back, they look like cat ears. Yeah. And or,
2: or bat ears. There or could or be a touch bat of bat,
1: sort of more recent era yeah. Batman. A batuar. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, you yeah. know, from, you from, from it, the angle that I'm at here,
2: there's a touch of the bat ear
1: about. You also notice this, because it's quite curvaceous, as Jags often are here. It's quite sort of, you know, voluptuous almost. Yeah. but then you get to the back and it's actually quite straight line quite straight line and, yeah. and that's all aero yeah. it's entirely yeah. for aero because they obviously want to try and make electric cars as aerodynamically Simply optimised as possible. As possible. the
0: yeah. most Jaguar thing about it I see is this line at the end of the rear window which was on that was it called the CX6 do you remember that concept that lovely lovely concept that Ian Callum did of a Jaguar sort of hatch I mentioned oh, it rd yeah. RD6 thank you that's absolutely RD6 again that is I like that
1: yeah, overall, I think you can tell where it's come from. But it's the proportions are completely different, because they can be, because it's electric. And yeah. they've decided to milk that. I mean, it's quite a hard car to read, and as much as you kind of go, well, they're selling it as an SUV, it does sit quite high. But at the same time, it's quite sleek. It's like a sleek hatchback that's been jacked up. So it's not immediately obvious what it is. I love this at the front as well, the way it's got haunches at the front now, which other Jags, I think, probably don't. But there's quite a big
0: almost like a, a fender over the front wheel yeah, yeah, a yeah. raised my section. absolute
1: favourite bit just because it's quite tricksy and it's also it's functional is yeah. that this slot here in the bonnet if you look at the top of the grille I've been told several times by Jag people they do need cooling at the front so mm. electric cars won't always bin off a grille and this one, though the, a lot of the grille is false but this, there's a slot at the top of it that you can barely see and the air goes through here and that's sort of powering the air across the top over the windscreen. And
0: that's like the nose of the CX.
1: Six, yeah, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah is. 675,
1: no, there's yeah. quite a bit of CX75 sort of little bits yeah. and pieces in this. I think pretty we try to do. Yeah, it's gorgeous. cx a
0: pretty square, tall. What height is it? Let me stand next to it. I'm five okay. ten and a half. I'd say it's five foot three or something like that. Five foot two. Let's get in it and go for a drive because we're going to run out of time. I'll sit in the back. Oh, look at your pop-out door handles. I'll sit in the back and then I can reach both of these guys with my recorder. Don't start it up yet, Richard. I want to hear the bling. A, yeah,
1: so, st- as is usual with um, electric cars, it makes a noise. Hang yep, that's fine.
2: And it's got a bit of new I
1: know, it's good, isn't it? yep. I, yep. I've enjoyed that at
0: the moment. It's a heady. Mm. Hang on, I'm trying to get me seat melted whilst holding a recorder. Standby. by.
1: Nice clean there you interior. Go. In mm. there.
0: Is it, is it interior. very dark blue interior or is it black? No, I can't see black. in this light. It's
1: black. This is just the standard interior, because that's what it came with. This is the mid-spec. Right, I'm gonna start it up. Mm
0: just a blam so not three chimes like a japanese car at no. all just a blam and the headlights do the sort of a dippy thing
1: yeah they're led headlights so they're a little bit tricksy i guess <laughs> obviously they're automatic because it's a modern car so they just come on because it's dark
0: very big horizontal 16 by 9 fat more 21 by 9 screen i would say up there
1: yeah and this is all good and it's swipey this is your main screen it's quite sort of plain and functional but I don't mind that but then you swipe to the screen that exists to the left of it and this is the important one because this has got your controls that you can set the regen to either be low in which case the car just sort of freewheels like a normal car or you set it to the high setting and you can then sort of one pedal drive it like if anyone's ever driven an i3 yeah they just have that one setting and you drive them on one pedal you know the new nissan leaf you can decide and with this you can decide you can also decide if you want the car to creep like an automatic let it just sort of crawl forwards without you touching any of the pedals or not
0: so would you freewheel set it in the low regen mode when you were
1: on sort of faster longer routes yeah i think on the motorway you don't want the aggressive regen because it feels like you suddenly sort of hit a sticky patch if you ever lift off you actually Mm. want to keep your momentum going i've left it in freewheeling actually at the moment because i've got used to that when i first had it i was driving it with the aggressive regen on because i quite like the challenge of going i'll just drive everywhere with
2: with regenerative braking yeah try
1: not to actually use the brake pedal it's Mm. quite interesting and then there's all sorts of tricksy things you can do on this bottom screen it's normally your climate control but you can flick your phone down here or you can have your stereo what's on there if you want to have the top screen as you fall
0: go Uh, back to that previous screen Richard is that your screensaver on your phone that it brings up or something no
1: no it's a thing this is in all recent Jags bizarrely on the phone page of wherever they are they have an old-fashioned phone box <laughs> that, <laughs> that looks a it. little bit apparently like apparently uh, people in other countries really like of it of course they do because it's very British very,
2: yeah, very heritage so yeah. although
1: I sort of go well that's a little bit sweet apparently it plays well abroad certain places so fair and enough
2: it, and it somehow reminds me of an American werewolf in London
1: <laughs> 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 let's reverse
0: out of here shall we we're in the dead end of where we live
1: you might hear that it makes a Beep beep. It beeps, and it whoa, reverses whoa, whoa, it's quite well.
0: And it looks black and white, that rear view screen. Is that because it's dark at the moment yeah, and it's in full it's colour? It's dark, it's, it's mm. this
1: colour screen. It's not super high res, but it's perfectly serviceable screen. Where are we, going? we Turn go?
0: Turn left here, where? I'll direct you somewhere. And we'll go for a loop around the block.
1: And off we go. In. in lovely
2: silence yeah. it feels like we've got a lot of room in front I mean sitting in the front seats here mm. feels like we've got a lot of space in front of us
1: yeah and uh, you know and what's funny is that, that
2: that windscreen looks a long way away yeah
1: now. but the nose is really snubby yeah I'm constantly parking much further away from things than yeah. I need to even with the parking sensors I can imagine because yeah, I'm going they're sort of still going to do in the Relaxed. You're fine, you're fine, you're fine. And I sort of find myself going, okay, I'm bloody not fine.
0: Yeah, it's very sort of S-Max-E1 box, isn't it? That glass house with a snub nose. Oh, I can hear it. Oh, is that the helicopter, helicopter
1: overhead? <laughs> <laughs> you won't be able to hear this. Now, there is a sound synthesis thing, and I've got it turned off. Because as far as I'm concerned, electric cars, part of what I like about them is how smooth and quiet they are. Yeah. Why would you have the noise? You can turn up. There's three settings. I've got it in off. If you whack it right up to what they call dynamic, the maximum setting, it's most noticeable when you really clog it. It does a faux engine sound. They spent a long time developing this to sort of make it mimic the sound of, or at least the sense of an engine and the way it yeah. rises with acceleration and stuff and gets more urgent. But I just don't particularly care for it. Sometimes you be barely aware of it. It just sounds like it's a slightly gravelly background noise, and it's annoying. But is it, it kind of an silence. electric? And,
2: is it sort of an electric motor sound, or is it a kind of internal combustion engine sound?
1: What, what sort of? Well, I could try and turn it on. Do you know what, To be honest, I can't even remember where it is in the menus. It's, it's somewhere in here. Now the reason I brought you this way is look what's parked there a Tesla
0: yeah a Model R3 X there, can we it? line up alongside it just compare size just for a second because well, that's, that's what I wanted to do
1: bigger isn't it it's bigger it's certainly taller yeah I worked out this is the same size in footprints broadly the same size as our outgoing Mercedes GLC so it's sort of medium sized SUV mm. size but lower it's quite a bit lower than the I Merc. Mean, it must be much lower than that Tesla because those Model X are actually quite tall aren't they because the big arch roofline it's not a huge car. I don't know what you but find. It, I think it always looks like it's... I'm sat it's in the back. Feel, yeah. It looks like it's got quite a lot of room in the back there.
0: It's quite uprighty in a sort of a narrow, tall car kind of way, which means that it makes good use. You're not reaching your legs out underneath the seat in front. It, it's fine. But the seat seems low. My knees seem higher no, really? than, than me bum. Uh, not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. You know, I'm not in a coupe, but neither am I in a... 4 by 4 sitting on top of the seat, it's somewhere in between the two, but it's very good. And the kids like the glass roof so they can spot aeroplanes. I
1: remember you saying that before. Yeah, so the only thing is, unlike a lot of cars with glass roofs which have a sun blind, this doesn't, it's just got a very heavily tinted yep. roof, and it's actually a bit too tinted, I think, because sometimes you struggle to see what's going on up there. The kids like it because they've got a better view back there. Yeah. It really makes a difference because it's right over their heads. In the front here, your head is almost sort of level with where it's ending. You'd yeah. have to look right up to see out. So what'll it do, Richard? What'll it do? Well, they're not 60 times, like four and a half seconds or something. It's, Terrific. It's, Wait, oh, man, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. got yeah. some pickup.
0: You uh, didn't uh, see that, but Richard just floored it and Zog and I were both really chucked back into the back of the seat, so that's great. It's got some pep.
1: I slightly surprised a chap in a Mercedes C63 coupe <laughs> on a long slip road the other day because I saw him coming he came off the roundabout onto a long slip road on the M1 and he came off with some vigour I could see him closing in on me and I thought, you know what, I'm not having this sunshine so I just stepped on it and I think he was quite surprised at how I accelerated how away from him briskly you picked up speed what is that a guy's problem? And yeah, he was quite shocked when I sort of disappeared, and then he expressed his anger by absolutely slamming it (laughs) on the motorway and zooming off into the distance in a cloud (laughs) of V8 fury. (laughs) I think he's a bit irritated that he didn't expect that blue car to bugger off. But yeah, it got some pep, and obviously because it's electric, it just sort of goes. You don't have to want for to spool up a turbo or come on cam; it just goes.
0: and we because. like that about lecky cars. If you like cars, you like a performance car. If you drive an electric car, you've got that instant performance from zero. If you like cars, you like refinement. and Electric cars give you refinement. There's no reason not to like an electric car, really, is there? Uh, we can go round this roundabout and come back the way we just came, if you like.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hear a bit of moaning. I think the people who moan the most about electric cars and go, oh, no, I'm going to stick with my V8, thanks very much, are generally people who haven't driven them. I think if you drove this car or a Tesla, I imagine, or, or anything, any modern, quick electric car, I think you would struggle to hate it, oh, certainly, because there's yeah. something very compelling about it. One of the things I'm interested in, oh dear, there's a lot of policey things going on up here, we're not going to get through uh, there. Yeah, we go, get right, the... go right, go
0: right, go no, no, right, right. I don't can think can't go. Right is where the
1: police are. Oh, is it? Is
0: that what that bus driver is trying to tell us about then, perhaps? I don't know. Oh, oh dear me, has there been a stabbing or a shooting in the hood again?
1: Oh, God, there's loads of police all up there, there? as yeah. well. Oh,
0: Jeez. dear. Yeah, we've got to go left. An incident.
2: I do understand how people can miss the something in old-school automotive engineering in that, to me, there's no question that an electric motor is a far better way to propel a vehicle than an internal combustion engine. It's more efficient and simpler... It's got so many advantages over the internal combustion engine. Fewer
0: moving parts.
2: Oh, exactly like I say, simpler. But I also see absolutely how the complexity and the sort of pig-headed wrongness of an internal combustion engine is part of why it can be mm. fun to own a car with one of those engines and to keep it running and to have some kind of relationship with it, which can be a deeper relationship than you might have with a simpler... Less temperamental, easier to service, more efficient, cheaper to run, electric car.
1: It's funny, actually, because I've been driving this quite a bit just round and about, because it's my new toy. But then I went out in my Porsche, which not only has the pig-headedness of internal combustion engine, but pig-headedly puts it at the back of the car when everyone else is putting it at the front. And i have forgotten how much I really like my Porsche. (laughs) And particularly, and I know it sounds weird, of all things to pick, uh, characteristics of a 10-year-old Porsche 911 was how little it is mm. you know, it you know, is a small pushed. car yeah, yeah. it's a really weak car i was just like it's yeah. sort of zipping about in it going yeah oh, this, this is nice and a bit of exhaust noise obviously a bit of sense of mechanical stuff going on but then it's nice to get back in this and just go oh, oh so smooth it works so well yeah throw that into the mix i'm getting close to a really really solid three car garage because then i've got I my can- defender as well as stupid rattly chunky old Proper thing but, it, but it, it has its special skills as well and yeah. it's quite a nice collection yeah of different abilities and strengths and weaknesses but also let's be honest just personalities characteristics they all do very different things in different ways none of them even run on the same stuff
0: <laughs> yeah yeah all you need now is a hydrogen fuel cell car to complete the mix really don't
1: you yeah maybe a bicycle and a horse
0: <laughs> this Car, what's the longest journey you've done on itself? So far? how close have you got to its limit
1: of uh, well, range? Now, there's a funny thing actually, because I drove up to Jaguar in Coventry. Yeah. Because I won a charity auction for a one-off Ian Callum sketch, and bless him, gent that he is. He said. So- why don't you come up to Coventry and pick it up in person oh, and we'll go for lunch or something because I know him in a little bit and he's a nice guy and I always love talking about design and shizzle with him and in the end we didn't go for lunch because we just spent so long just talking nonsense Yacking and away. talking about all sorts of stuff and I got my signed picture and then he had a print of his first sketch of this car and, oh, I, and he signed that for me as well so it's not an original but it's a oh, print of his original oh, <laughs> nice. but he signed a couple of sketches for my kids and stuff as well so I've definitely got my charity money's worth <laughs> yeah, there yeah. but I had to drive up to Coventry I've talked about before I was going to rely on the charger around the corner from my house well it wasn't working for me when I went to charge this up the night before App wouldn't talk to the charger mm-hmm. I thought fine I'll just leave a bit early in the morning I'll do it on the way and then I just had a nightmare with chargers just mm. not working or occupied and in the end, I was suddenly like, I haven't got time to stop again, or I'll be late. I'll just have to take it easy. But when mm-hmm. you put something in the nav here, if it's further than the car will go, it'll go, uh-uh, you're going to have to stop and charge. Would you like me to show you where? You might do that.
2: That is good. Which design. is good. Yeah.
1: But what's interesting is, I did that in the nav, and I went, please take me to Whitley in Coventry, and it went, yeah, I'm going to get there, mate. And I was like yes i bloody am <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about interesting that. interesting experience driving below the speed limit on the motorway yeah hyper yeah your, i was doing a lot i was driving and so, uh, thankfully there was some oh, so thankfully it's the only time you say thankfully there were some roadworks with average speed cameras so i had to do 50 yeah but then i never went above 60
0: Hmm. okay and sit behind lorries at 56 sit behind get sit the aerodynamic behind, efficiency yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a
1: bit of sitting behind lorries yeah general just sort of taking it easy and after a while, I got into. I didn't set the cruise, I set the limiter, because it's got a limiter as well. So I set the limiters, I would never go too fast, because if you let this okay. car just have its head, it wants to do 90, oh, and it's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. inefficient speed for it, but it's just because it's got so much grunt. And good aerodynamics. And so yeah. we, um, we, I, and the car, I just took it easy. And I was watching as the range, it didn't really go up, it just didn't go down. Yeah. And suddenly, the predicted range on the dash was exceeding the mileage to destination on the nav Uh. so then the nav had no reason to get panicky and I had no reason to get panicky and I just stuck a podcast on and I was like actually this is all right it's become a challenge yeah that's how it became tolerable because it was like I am not going to be late and I am not going to break down Hmm. for lack of electricity I'm going to get there and I got there when I first put it into the nav and go right I've just got to do this it seemed to think I'd have I think a fifteen miles shortfall.
2: Mm.
1: And when I got there I had twelve miles left. And this and was I'd on
2: a journey of how many miles,
1: roughly? Uh, two hundred and something. No, a bit less than that, I guess. Coventry's hundred yeah, from North London, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't I, I didn't have a full battery, that was the annoying thing. I wanted right. to have a full battery to set off, it, but no. And I'd already spoken to someone at like JAG because they said, Oh yeah, when you arrive, come in, just tell security your name will be on the gate, they'll direct you through. We reserved you a space outside Ian Callum's office that's got a car charger. So you can charge up because I told them I was coming in my I-Pace yeah. and then I discovered when I left an interesting quirk of trying to leave a Jaguar property in a Jaguar they want to be damn sure that it is your car and you're not stealing <laughs> <the cars. laughs> of course and so went, is this your car and so I went yeah it is actually really <laughs> went, yeah I'm just visiting I've just been visiting Callum in the design centre right but this is your car it's not a company vehicle it doesn't belong to Jaguar Land Rover no no honestly it's mine I was thinking I've no paperwork in <laughs> yeah, here to yeah. prove that and I suddenly thought first okay. so I was like what a needlessly fiddly thing and I was like well of course there's hundreds of cars on this yeah. site yeah if they don't keep tabs everyone's just walking off yeah, with cars. What your, and what did what you what do... One of your t-
2: number one responsibilities as a Jaguar security guard
1: is stopping people from stealing the Jaguars. Yeah, I would say that's, that's pretty high. On
0: yeah, what <laughs> did you do to convince them that it was your car in the end?
1: I just kept insisting it was my car. And I don't know if they clocked that it. it's on, because this came through a dealer in Manchester, so it's on Manchester plates. And all the Jag company stuff is on... Midland's plates but I mean I guess I could have put Vault plates on it I don't know in the end I don't know why he suddenly gave in maybe it's just my persistence maybe that's right. if you work at Jaglandraver and you want to nick something be persistent
2: maybe you were just very very
1: persuasive very convincing maybe I smiled sweetly I'm um, reminded of Robin Williams
0: when he does an explanation of British police you know British police don't carry guns stop otherwise I'll say stop again and all you had to do to convince the man that it was your car was not produce any hard evidence just simply insist in a very British way that it was your car
1: just a little bit of Obi-Wan Kenobi the pace you're looking
0: for
1: (laughs) I don't know maybe they're just a bit cynical about electric cars and they're just thinking well he won't get very far will he yeah
2: we'll catch up with him 10 miles up the road.
1: so yeah I juiced up while I was gassing with Ian Callum and Another guy at Jag and then I had enough charge to get home but I wanted to sort of experiment see if I could get a charge at one of those ecotricity fast chargers that are on the motorways mm. which I'm rapidly discovering are a bit hopeless so I stopped I can't remember which service area it was but I pulled in and already parked there was another eye post the same colour as this one <laughs> with a very disgruntled man next to it
0: because <laughs> the charger wasn't working? the charger wasn't working and he oh. was in fact on his
1: way back to the dealership that he'd got his from because he was considering rejecting it because he said the range was too bad and he was getting hundred something miles out of it and I was like I think there's something wrong with your car mate Yeah. Yeah. and then sure enough he went well good luck with these chargers because I've tried both of them that one won't even switch on and that one won't recognise the car and I went oh that's no good alright I'll give it a try plugged it in bing worked perfectly sure. and he went <laughs> and I was like yeah I think there might be something up like with your car So I went and got a coffee, went for a wee. It was a sunny afternoon. sat outside with my coffee in the sunshine and answered some emails that had come in while I was yakking with Jag people. Just thought, i would let it juice up for a bit. Mm. And then I got a message on my phone while I was replying to some emails that said, your charge has finished after about 15 minutes. And that was an ecotricity thing. It had just decided to disconnect me for reasons I still don't understand. So... Yeah, as usual, I think it's still the story. I think this car is pretty terrific, but I think if your use case was a little different to mine, which is lots of little journeys, Gareth, you've set off an anger in the car. From
0: By undoing my seatbelt whilst you're still in drive, you've been listening to the silence of Richard's ipace and Zog. Goodbye. And Richard. Goodbye. And me, Gareth. Have you got a name for your car? Have you named it, Richard? You don't give cars names. Never. This one's called Carlos. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to GarethJones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang.
1: Gareth Jones on Speed. Speed! Speed! <laughs>